Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jo Wilson, and this is the show for women who struggle to accept their worth, but want to embrace their gifts and share their witness for Jesus. We have a great show today about trusting God through challenges. Our guest is my friend and fellow author, Lori Christine. Lori Christine is an author, podcast host, certified biblical parenting coach, wife, and mom of four wild, loud, adventurous boys. Her podcast, Redeeming the Chaos, invites moms of boys to join her in the wild, wonderful adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting them with Christ. Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast today, Lori. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to talk to you. Hey, Kelly. I am so excited (laughs) to be here. This is so fun. Yes, absolutely. Lori and I are in a mastermind group together to help kind of grow in our writing, grow in our in our influence uh, among other people and just kind of fostering the call that God has given both of us. So I've had the pleasure of knowing Lori for a couple of years now, and I am so happy to have you on here. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, three years. We're coming up on three years here. Three years. It's so crazy. Three years. So Lori has a very interesting story uh, that I just wanted to expand on a little bit. So Lori, your podcast really tries to reach moms of boys, which I am definitely one of your target people <laughs> with two crazy boys. But before we get into a little bit of the, the story that you shared on your podcast, why don't you just tell the audience, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, kind of your family, where you're from. Um, just a little bit more about you. Sure. So I am from Pennsylvania along with Kelly (laughs) and I am a mom of four boys and a wife. My boys are ages six to 12. So we're kind of right in the middle of, of raising our kids. Um, we're kind of out of the baby stage, out of the toddler stage. And I almost have a teenager. So that's, that's getting a little. I'm getting a little nervous about that. <laughs> little little nerve-wracking with that age, for sure. But what a great range yeah. of ages. How fun is that? And right now, as we record this, it's um, right before Christmas. So that probably mm-hmm. looks really fun in your house. <laughs> it, it it gets a little wild and, and crazy. And they're, they're very excited. Yep, yep. Lots of energy in our house. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's probably just wonderful. So I did want to just kind of expand a little bit on the uh, what you shared on your podcast episode about what happened with Elliot. That's your oldest son and his journey through his heart condition. So a lot of our listeners really struggle with um, trusting God and facing different challenges that are very difficult. We do have a lot of moms that also listen. If you don't mind, why don't you just go into and just kind of tell us about that journey with Elliot whenever he was very, very young and just, you know, kind of expand to let the listeners know about how kind of your journey through that too. So our oldest son, who is now 12, um, he was born with a congenital heart defect, and we were not aware of it at the time when he was born. We found out when he was about three months old, and at the time, we took him to the cardiologist and found out that he was in congestive heart failure, and, you know, that's kind of the, not the news you want to hear about your three-month-old little boy. That's kind of something that you hear about. You know, old people like congestive heart failure. Isn't that an old an old person's disease or ailment? So 
we were told that he would need heart surgery within a month. So when he was four months old, he had his first heart surgery. And we didn't know at the time, but he would end up over the next two and a half, three years, he would end up having four heart surgeries in order to fix the the problem in his heart. So yeah, so it was a scary time. We didn't know what to expect, but looking back, we saw God's grace through through all of it. And I think one of the, the ways that we saw God's kindness and his grace in our lives was that we didn't know everything that was going to happen. Like we didn't know, we couldn't see the whole picture. We only knew, okay, he has this heart defect and he's going to need one heart surgery. And the cardiologist was like, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You know, this will be an easy fix. And and then, and he's like, no, just look up this, this one thing. And, and we went home and Googled it and it was like rare heart condition. I was like, wait a minute. He didn't say anything about it being rare. Like what's going on? <laughs> so, and, and it just seemed like each step of the journey, we learned a little bit more. We could see God gave us grace for that next step. And so we just saw God's, God's kindness in that. Um, as we, so he had his first heart surgery and we were, we found out during the surgery that, oh, the condition was a little bit worse than they had originally thought. They weren't able to perform the procedure that they thought they could do. And so they did like a palliative procedure just to kind of hold him over until he was a little bit older. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, we were disappointed that they couldn't fix his heart at that time, but, oh, it'll just be one more and then they'll be able to fix it. You know, and so each surgery, the next one, we were thinking, this is the last thing that's going to have to have to happen. This is the last one. And at that point, you know, at the second surgery, we they went in to do the repair and we found out, oh, it's actually way worse than we thought. You're actually going to, at that point, they told us you're going to have to have two more surgeries. And so it was, it was definitely a difficult journey, but, but, but seeing God's grace and God's hand in it, for sure. Looking back, um, I don't, you know, I think if I, if we knew, hey, here's what you're going to have to go through. This is really serious, and he's going to have to have four heart surgeries before he turns five. I think that would have been so overwhelming. Oh, but, yeah. you know, but just knowing one step, like the next step, and just knowing, okay, what do we need to do today? What do we need to do next? Um, I think was just God giving us his grace one one moment at a time. I think that's such a good thing to to touch on because, you know, in the moment, uh, it it probably didn't seem like that at first, you know, Mm because you have that fear. But, you know, a lot of times and and being a nurse, I've seen a lot of patients and families, you know, handle some pretty terrifying news and uh, diagnoses and things like that. And Mm. like you said, if (laughs) if you knew everything at once. It's so overwhelming already, just one element of it, especially you being a a new mom. And then now your son is being diagnosed with anything, any type of condition is very scary. But I think once you realize that it now is a journey, you have a different Mm -hmm. perspective a little bit. But initially, you know, that that is something that, that God does share in his grace. He does share that kind of preparing you for each step, which I think is such a a great way to look at it. But at the time 
were you feeling anxious or what, you know, what were you kind of going through at the time initially in that office when they're telling you? Yeah, there were definitely times of fearfulness and anxiety, but then also times of just overwhelming peace too. Like in situations where I would have thought that I would have just been, you know, so upset or so worked up about it, I could feel God's peace in my heart, just helping me to like think rationally, helping me to take the next step. But yes, for sure, there was definitely a lot of times when we didn't know. We didn't know what the outcome of the surgeries were going to be. We didn't know what his long-term prognosis would be. And so, yeah, there was a lot of times that I was fearful and was was anxious. And I tend to be an anxious person in general. And so situations like this just kind of escalate those, uh, those feelings of, of anxiety. But I, during those times, I really just clung to the promises that God makes in scripture throughout the Bible. There are so many times, and I don't know how many, but there was a lot of times where God says, don't fear, do not fear, do not worry. And I, went through, I think I used a, you know, I did a word search or something with a Bible app and just looked up all of the passages and all of the verses when God says, do not fear or do not worry. And I, there's a whole bunch, but I came up with maybe eight or 10 and I printed them out on cardstock and I would carry those around with me for those years. Like I just had this, this pile of, of Bible verses and I would read them and I would meditate on them and just really focus on those promises that God had made. And so the one in particular that I really loved was Isaiah forty-one ten, And it said, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so many times in so many of the verses that I found, the reason to not be afraid, God wasn't saying don't fear because nothing bad is ever going to happen or don't be afraid because everything's going to be totally fine. That wasn't the promise. The promise was, do not fear because I am with you. Yeah, for sure. And so God's presence, just the reminder of God's presence and clinging to that promise of God's presence was something that that just helped to get me through those periods of fear and anxiety. That is so wonderful. It's so reassuring, you know, and I, I think it's so great that you printed out the scripture that you're like, even if, you know, no matter what, he's coming with me in my purse and this, <laughs> you know, print not on the Bible cards, but I think it's, it's a really important point to make sure that we hold his promises really close. And that's what is so great about having his word at our fingertips, even in free Bible apps and things like that is being able to go right to the source and remember what he tells us. But you also made a point, like you said, about in Isaiah, how he says, don't fear because I'm with you. That comfort that he gives you to know that you're not alone is so profound. It's just so amazing. And I'm so happy that you felt that in those moments. I think that that's important, you know. How was it between you and your husband? Was that, you know, were you two handling things? I would imagine as a unit, but sometimes things like that happen. And it's almost like a grieving process in a way, because Mm -hmm. you're trying to handle what's coming at you. And both of you are 
probably taking things in a little bit differently. How did you two kind of walk together on that path too? Was that was that a challenge in itself or did you guys pretty much have that kind of connection? I felt like we were on the same page. I feel like if anything, it probably brought us closer together during that oh, time. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, just having to trust God together and having to put our son in God's hands and praying for him and, you know, our families surrounded us, surrounded us with, with support. I wouldn't say that it caused extra stress between my husband and I. I think that it was, I think it was something that God probably used during, during that time to, you know, just to help us connect in a, you know, a common cause almost. A lot of times there's conflict. If there's conflict in your life a lot or in a marriage, a lot of times it's between the two of you and the conflict gets between you. But when the conflict is outside of you and it wasn't conflict so much as a, you know, a difficult thing to go through. Right, right. It was outside of us and we were going through it together. I felt that that was helpful. I I would say just talking about about trusting God it, I, I do think that my faith was, was challenged. It was strengthened, but challenged at the same time. Cause I really had to wrestle with, do I trust God? Do I trust that he is good? Do I trust his character? Like, do I trust that he wants what's best? You know, I never doubted his power, which was interesting. I never doubted God's power. I knew that God was powerful and I knew he had the ability to heal my son. You know, he had the ability to, to work through the surgeons and to, to allow everything to work out the way we were hoping, but I didn't know if that was his will, you know, I didn't know if that's what would, you know, I didn't know if he would allow something more tragic to happen so that we would be drawn closer to him. You know, I don't know. God Mm. works in mysterious ways. So I, so I, I found myself at, at certain times trusting in the surgeons, more than more than I was trusting in God. You know, I was like, mm, well, the surgeons, mm-hmm. they have my son's best interest in mind. I know that. I know that they will they want to heal my son. <laughs> they want to fix his heart. But I didn't know if they had the ability to, you know, I didn't know if they had the power to. I knew that the surgeons would fix Elliot's heart if they could. And then on the other hand, I knew that God could do it if he was willing, if he would do it. So I I just had to trust in God's character, you know, in the Bible through scripture, going back to the scriptures and be like, what is God's character? God is loving. God is good. Even if this doesn't feel like a good thing in our lives, even if this doesn't feel like a loving thing for God to do, I know that this is true of him and I'm going to continue to trust that it's true no matter what the outcome. Yeah, that's, that is so hard to do because if you look at any anybody in a in a situation like that similar, you could say, yes. Like, I love how you said, I know God could if he would. And that's kind of the thing here. It's not about, we know God can. We know he can. But you, trusting him isn't if he can fix him. Trusting him is if he's going to or he isn't. So I can see where you could say, like, I know the surgeons really do <laughs> want to heal him. But if God doesn't, I need to trust that he is taking us through a different journey here. And that is so hard, especially as a new mother. 
I I'm sure you had plenty of people saying, I don't know how if I could go through that because that is that's something you know when it's yourself versus your son, it's so different, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so different. Like you would probably die for your son. You know, it's it's just a different kind of thing, and so it definitely takes you through a different trust journey there. Um, so what ending? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going <laughs> to comment. It's interesting that you said about people's comments, like, "Oh, how how do you handle a situation like that? How could you have? I could never go through something like that." Like we had people say that to us, and I just kind of had. To, I mean, I just had to chuckle a little bit because I was like. Well, it's not like we chose this. It's not like God, I don't feel like God chose us to go through this because we had any special abilities or special qualities. And, you know, God gives you the grace to go through what he gives you, like what he puts in your life. And he gives you the grace when it's needed. You know, somebody, like I said, people would be like, oh, I I could never handle that situation. It's like, well. When you're forced to handle it, then you do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and God doesn't give you grace for the things that might happen or the things that you're worried about might happen. He gives you the grace for today. And he gives you the grace for what is happening right now. And you take the next step and you continue to trust him. Yeah, we, we, were, we were thankful for, for God's, God's faithfulness in being who he is, being who he said he is and just you know his character his goodness and his and his lovingness absolutely i think that it's so important like you said to really focus on his word and what he tells you because it's so easy like you said how you felt anxious and fearful it's so easy to listen to everything else you know especially people close to you that that generally have very good intentions um and telling you different things and and, and it's easy to get distracted by that and distracted by your feelings and your emotions and situations like that, especially, you know, with your baby boy. <laughs> but it's just like you carry the promise cards around. I love that so much. I think it's so strong, even when you probably felt weaker than you ever felt in your whole life, you know. What ended up being the outcome? So you had to kind of, so you you guys realized pretty early that this wasn't going to be a one-time thing. So this was a journey. So what what was the outcome of of Elliot's journey with this? How is he doing now? How is how sure. did everybody make it through that? Yeah, that's a great question. So he had after his first two surgeries, we ended up getting a second opinion from a different cardiologist who sent us to a different children's hospital in Boston. We went mm-hmm. to Boston Children's Hospital, which is like the best in the world for pediatric cardiology. And we were so thankful that God brought her into the situation that we connected with her because in Boston, they were able to repair his heart. They were able to make the repair that this other hospital was not able to do. And so after his third surgery, his heart, he was two. He was, or it was like a month before he turned two was his third surgery. And they were able to repair his heart anatomically it looks very different but it's functioning properly and then so his fourth surgery was actually very unexpected that was when he was five and another you know another opportunity to trust god because we thought this was behind us we thought that we were 
moving, moving along. Oh, yeah. And when he was five, one of the valves in his heart that had been replaced during the previous surgery failed. And so he needed a valve replaced. So we went up to Boston again and they were going to replace the valve in the cath lab. So I know, Kelly, you know all about cath labs, but for those of you listening who have no medical experience, um, basically they were going to go in through an artery with this long tube and put a valve into his heart and not even have to cut open his chest at all. That was the plan. So they did that. They did the, the heart catheterization. They put the valve, the new valve in. During that procedure, he developed an aneurysm Mm. on his pulmonary artery. And so an aneurysm is basically like a bulge, like a weakness in the artery. Um, it like got bumped or nicked or something. And there was a, like a big bubble that was a weak spot, which is a, a pretty dangerous situation. There were a couple of days he was under general anesthesia. He was totally intubated and for like two days. And we were just kind of waiting to see if like it would resolve itself in its own to see if it would heal itself. Like he was in a very fragile mm. state for a couple of days. And then the surgeon came in and, you know, basically told us we're going to have to, we're going to have to operate again. Like we're going to have to actually go in and do a, a fourth open heart surgery to repair what had just happened. This is part one of a two-part episode talking with Lori about trusting God through challenges. So stay tuned for part two of this episode, and I will also put a link to part two in these show notes. I hope you enjoyed today's show. You'll find links to what we discussed in the blog post version of this episode at eyewitnesspodcast.com. And our show is brought to you today by the Wilson Shop on Etsy. Beautiful designs and encouraging words can change the world. If you're looking for positive messaging on your favorite apparel, journals, and home decor, visit thewilsonshop.com. If this episode encouraged you, please consider sending it to one friend you think would benefit from what we've discussed. I'm so grateful for this time with you and thank you for listening.